This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So I've taken a deep dive into the concept of personal sovereignty and watched many YouTube videos and checked out a lot of different resources. And um, I dare say it's dawned on me that this is one of the most important things in the whole world. And it's, I've come to realize it's something that I've always believed, even though I may not have been aware that I've always believed it. Um, the concept of personal sovereignty, I have a definition, actually a couple different, uh, rightful status, independence, the ability to have a prerogative, a quality or state of being of being sovereign, having supreme power or authority, or freedom from external control. Now, this concept of personal sovereignty has come upon us as a species relatively recently. It wasn't long ago that women, children, peasants did not have personal sovereignty and were considered property. It's only been recently that we've begin, begun seeing indigenous civilizations as being sovereign. There was a time not long ago that only the wealthy or those in political or military power had sovereignty. This whole concept of sovereignty is going to be coming up more and more. It's a worthy thing for us to consider. One of the reasons for the reflective question about how much change have you seen in your lives, how much change have we seen in the world around us and within ourselves, is because we are coming out of a paradigm of profit, property, and power, where the reason why we do anything is because it's profitable. The reason why we do anything is it gains someone power. Now, this paradigm is not working. In fact, this paradigm is killing our planet and enslaving our people. There are other paradigms. There is another paradigm. A paradigm of doing something simply because it's the right thing to do. A paradigm that values the whole instead of the demands or wants of one species. So this question of is it the right thing to do or is it the profitable thing to do will be coming up more and more. For the sake of this talk, we're not talking about sovereignty over the material world. We're not talking about sovereignty in politics. We're talking about sovereignty over our own being. Inner sovereignty. Now let's think for a moment, and, and, and I, I want to cover this briefly. What do we really know? Like I'm standing on a stage right now. You're sitting in a chair right now. We apparently appear to be breathing. There's one word that, that we're going to focus on for just a minute, and it's the word atom. A-T-O-M. In Greek, it just means uncuttable, meaning it's not divisible. Some of the most brilliant meta-geniuses with unlimited budgets and great amounts of time have spent a great deal of energy to find out what's inside the atom, because we want to know what makes this solid, what makes this reality. And we found that there's nothing there. It's protons, neutrons, gluons, hadrons, spinning around each other, but the bottom line is, there's nothing actually there, which has spawned this new idea of field theory. So instead of looking for something solid that makes reality, we're seeing it as a field. But my point is, 
what do we really know? I tell you now, the only thing we can truly know in this existence is ourselves. Yes. Camera is focused on, and the online people won't be able to see. You. Okay, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so imagine with me for a minute, and imagine in layers, because we're talking about things that aren't often talked about. I'm reaching for language we don't commonly use, and we're really trying to figure out what is going on here. What is this? And so many times we have identities. Like for me, for instance, one of my big identities on this top layer is I'm a dad. You know, I'm a business owner. I'm, I'm an American. I'm a male. We, we often identify ourselves with our occupation or, or how we function in life. We get caught up in, in these identities we have of ourselves. We also get caught up in our thoughts. And if you take nothing else away from this talk today, you are not your thoughts. We are not our thoughts. What are we really? Behind these identities, behind these thoughts, behind these emotions, there is a witness, a sacred witness that is existing within us right now. This witness was there when we took our first breath. This witness has been there our entire existence. This one witness will be there when we close our eyes for the last time and take our final last exhalation. This one witness. This one beingness. This beingness is sacred. The fact that we are is sacred. The fact that we become self-aware, the fact that we can feel is sacred. This sacredness does not depend upon anything else. Our sacredness is not subject to the world around us. We don't need to be certified, legitimized, guaranteed. Four out of five dentists surveyed do not need to approve of our existence. It's not for sale. It can't be taken from us. This existence, which has always been within us, is here right now. So the idea that we spend all of our time and attention looking out there to find out who we are, being caught up in media, being caught up in conflict, being caught up in the economy. What I invite us to do is to bring our attention, because what we focus our attention on, we're feeding. Let us begin to bring our attention in to what's not for sale. Let us begin to bring our attention in and recognize our own personal sovereignty. And from this place, examine what we believe about ourselves. Do our beliefs serve us? Do what we believe about ourselves serve us? And, and as I was doing this talk and practicing this, a few things began to dawn on me. If I accept my own personal sovereignty as being my birthright, and thank you so much for your poem, Donna, it was spot on. But if I accept, if we accept our own personal sovereignty as being this unassailable eternal birthright, that needs no verification or justification. You hang on, time out. There is no victory for me in the defeat of another. There is no defeat for me in the victory. Think about that. Just let that soak in. There is no victory for us in the defeat of another. There is no defeat for us in the victory of another. 
I can see someone being totally amazing with skills and abilities that are beyond my wildest comprehension and I don't have to feel less than. My self-esteem, the source of my worthiness, is my innate birthright and exists within me. I, don't need to, I no longer need to compare myself with others. And then the flip side of that is if I see someone fail, if I see someone who's less than, I don't need to source my self-esteem over being better than anyone. That is a true freedom. It's a true freedom to know that my self-esteem, the source of my being, does not depend upon anyone else. We can never be abandoned. We can never be abandoned because our truth is a sacred source within us that emanates all other things. As we begin to bring our attention down below our thoughts, below our identities, below our emotions into our truth and begin to identify with our truth, life then becomes a choice. We're no longer stretching ourselves, working ourselves, compromising ourselves to try to find some sense of belonging or approval from the world around us. We begin to act as autonomous, sovereign beings. Feel the power in that. Imagine for a moment, here you are, you're this point of consciousness. One of the brilliant things when I, when I was researching all this is the idea of, of an atom being filled with protons and neutrons. The spaces in between those are equivalent to the spaces in the sky. One scientist was saying, when you look out at the stars and you see these stars and these big spaces in between them, that's the equivalent of an atom. It's all this space. Okay, so you are a point of consciousness sitting in your chair watching online right now, okay? So hang on, time out. We give everything we see, smell, taste, touch, feel, think, consider, we give that all meaning. We give that meaning. Becoming conscious, becoming sovereign is beginning to pay attention to what we feel about things, what we think about things, and questioning those. Are these worthy of us? Are these beliefs worthy of a sovereign being of the cosmos? as a precious baby of the cosmos. Is this worthy of us? I think in my own lifetime, growing up in a small logging town, in a conservative, fear-filled religion, I was taught homophobic, fear of homosexuals, fear of dancing. I was taught rich people are evil. I was taught so many things that I now look at and simply shake my head, and I feel honored and privileged that I got to wake up. There is nothing special about me, nothing. I clean floors at night for a living, and yet I get to awaken to my own sovereignty and realize this life is a choice. What I believe, what attitudes I have, how I choose the world is a choice, and we as a species are being called to the same awakening. We are being called to the same awakening right now, and it's new for us. We're having conversations now that our grandparents could not have dreamed of. This is all happening of its own nature, of its own cause. But I invite all of us to begin to realize that our sovereignty is not for sale. And it's there for us anytime we want it. One of the reasons that I'm part of Unity and I contribute to Unity is this is a group of people that supports each other in the realization of our personal sovereignty. In debugging our own programs. If you imagine your conscious mind is like your RAM, Imagine your subconscious mind as being like your hard drive. 
Your operating system is what you believe about yourself, how you operate in this world. If you take a child and tell a child they're stupid, they're ugly, they're, they can't do anything right, they will grow up to operate in this world as though those things were true. I'm a former stupid, ugly child who couldn't do anything right, who got to wake up and change the way I operate in this world, and this is possible for anyone. Um, and oh, so hang on, time out, and I'll say that often as a new thought comes into my head. So one of the indicative aspects of personal sovereignty is we have agency. I want to give you the definition for agency. Free will, the ability to take action, to choose what action to take, what we're doing with our own personal sovereignty. There is an illustration, and it's about India and elephants. And in India, they'll take an elephant away from its mother at a very young age. And they'll tie this baby elephant to a really strong pole. And this elephant will pull and pull and try to get away and try to get back to its mother. And eventually it'll just give up because it's got a rope and a strong pole and it, the elephant's just not able to pull it out. And that elephant, that's what it learns. And then later on, a big, powerful bull elephant can be led to the beach by a little boy and have that rope buried in the sand. And that elephant has learned that it can't pull, it can't get away, and it won't even try. I'm inviting us to try to pull away. We have been programmed and taught that we have no effect over the world, that we really even have no control over our own thoughts. And this simply is not true. It simply is not true. And we are just beginning to awaken to this now, and this is a possibility for us all. It's a choice. And we're going to do time in a body and grow old and die anyway. Can we make a more wise choice? Just to begin to bring our attention into our wholeness, to begin to bring our attention into our being and realize that we are sovereign. Follow me on a journey in words for just a moment. So right now the wind is blowing across the ocean. Imagine that. Imagine the wind blowing all across the ocean. It's drawing up moisture from the swells and spinning into clouds and then sending some back down like raindrops from the heavens. And it comes blowing into the coastal ranges and the bays and passes over mountains and deserts and forested canopies and flows into city streets through windows across Highway 20 into Unity Community of Bend, and you just took a breath of this air, which is now passing from your bloodstream into your lungs, reaching your heart, and hello and welcome to your life. You've just been jacked into the most amazing fantasy game ever imagined, and it's often called actual reality. And with every beat of your heart and breath you take, you're a player in this game, a dancer on this stage, and this stage is everything you see and smell and taste and touch and feel and hear and think and where you go into your mind. And the real question is, what do you want out of this? If someone wishes to be miserable, life will provide no shortage of misery. If someone wishes to look at their game, their dance, their stage as though it were a tasty treat extravaganza beckoning for you to peruse these delicacies, this life can also be. I have a few words for you along your way, my fellow travelers, and that is that love is bigger than religion. 
Truth is older than the scriptures. Innocence is indestructible. Hang on, time out. Innocence is indestructible. Like every wave crashing the shore, like every newborn baby crying, like every dandelion growing up through the cracks in the sidewalk to reflect its own goldenness back onto the sun. Integrity is a light in our heart that never goes out. It shines forever. We may deny it. We may forget it. We may rage against the idea, but our integrity is forever and is waiting our inevitable remembrance of it. True beauty is the feeling inside of us that inspires us to sing, not how we sound when we sing. True beauty is the feeling inside of us that inspires us to dance, not how we look when we dance, and we're free to be beautiful right now. Just wake up, sweetheart, and remember who you are.